When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the new podcast from Secret Golf, the first one of 2022. I'm Diane Knox Bayless. Happy New Year. I'm like, when do we stop saying Happy New Year? But well, I think for the first week of January, it's still very acceptable, especially when you're talking to people that you haven't seen so far this year. And well, this is our first podcast. So a new year means Hawaii on the PGA Tour. Two weeks in paradise, kicking off with the Century Tournament of Champions at Kapalua. Next week, it's the Sony Open at YLI. And well, we're going to have a much more varied field next week. But this week, with it being the Tournament of Champions, it's all the winners from the previous year. So smaller field on a beautiful course. We're going to really go into that. Par 73, which is kind of unusual, but um, on our tour report this week, I'm going to be joined by Elk and, well, we're going to talk about the tournament, we're going to go through the field and, well, give you some of our top picks. There's some really interesting stats around the winners, um, with Harris English being defending champion as well, but we're going to go into all of that. So our golf gaming app is up and running again this week. Oh, how we've missed it. The SG Tour. And well, our games are now open. If you haven't downloaded the app already, get it in the App Store on all your iOS devices. And well, you can join one of the games that we have in the public games section. Now, there's a $10 game, $25 game. It's up to you to pick whatever you want. But go in there and you have to pick a four ball team. Now, the fields are divided into four tiers, A, B, C and D, based on their official world golf ranking. And you just have to pick one guy from each tier. Then lowest aggregate score wins. And we have different payout structures as well. I have just picked my team for the $10 game and I am feeling very confident. Mind you, I say that every single week. But if you haven't downloaded our app already, there's loads of stuff on there. It's called the SG Tour and it's available on all iOS devices now. So on to the podcast and I will welcome Steve Elkington. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year and all that jazz. How are things in Houston? Diane, we've had the most incredible run of weather down in texas this may as well be in australia in the summer 80s all the week and then yesterday completely flipped us down to almost snowing but yes i read your tweet this morning and i couldn't agree with you more that it's time to get back to the golf and of course as you know january means hawaii and there's a lot to talk about i wish i was there i went to you know the tournament of champions uh, you probably know, or our viewers maybe not know, it used to be played uh, at La Costa in California on the same date as this. And it was really interesting back when I first started winning tournaments, Diane, because they had the Champions Tour Tournament of Champions on the same course at the same time. Okay. Those guys teed off in front of us. So it was not unlikely for us 
to go to the Tournament of Champions, which these guys are going to this week, and see Trevino and Nicholas and all the guys are on the Champions Tour playing basically, you know, the same course as us, teed off in front of it. It was just the most incredible thing. In fact, I think you know this story, but Pat Perez and his caddy were on the driving range back in those days, and they were hanging around, and I would give them balls, and we would go look at our swings, and Mrs. Perez was 12, 13 years old. That is, I've heard that before, but I didn't realize it was for this tournament. That would be great to see. That would be so cool to have the champions from the previous season from both tours there. Yeah, I, you know, I think, I know Phil Mickelson is going back to this tournament. I couldn't believe that he hasn't played in the Tournament of Champions for 21 years. Yeah. He's played in so many events. He's won so many times and he's just skipped this one now. Phil's always been famous for sort of shutting it down. But does he play next week over in Hawaii, where they have the Champions Tournament of Champions? Does he do back-to-back? I mean, for a guy who's 51-ish, a lot of golf, good for him. Well, let's talk about the reason that Phil is playing this week. It's because he won the the PGA Tour's PIP, the Player Impact Program. So basically, if you were great on social media, you got rewarded with this massive bonus. And he tweeted that he was the winner. Tiger was in second place. And part of the, the deal with Phil is I think he got like a set amount of money and then he would get the rest if he played in a tournament that he had never played in or maybe hadn't played in for I don't know however many years it was. But he said that he was going to go play in the Tournament of Champions. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's quite a nice deal if they're saying we're going to give you all this money. All you have to do is go and play in Hawaii with the rest of the champions from the previous year. Yeah, he certainly has tricked the tour here. The tour should have written that they would have a player go play in an event that needs help, that yeah. has a cut in it. Because Phil, you know, allegedly is going to pick up $8 million for the PIP. And he's going to go to a tournament with no cut, which he's not really going to help this tournament. I mean, if, if Phil played maybe, I don't know, where could you pick a tournament on the West Coast that would be really helpful well, even the, for that event? The Pebble Beach, AT&T, Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I mean, they're always looking yep. for, for bigger names. Last year, it was the weakest field I think they'd ever had. Yes. Uh, yeah, Phoenix, he used to play there, so he doesn't do that. So, yeah, I mean, he could have done – He, yeah, I mean, Phil always rides the edge, right? He's always yeah. on the edge of all the rules. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not a great – the tour has got to be embarrassed by thinking that they've let that loophole slip through and let him go play this tournament and yeah, definitely. pick up everything for not doing much. Right, okay. Well, it's the Century Tournament of Champions. It's on the plantation course at Kapalua. It's a par 73, this course, just over 7,500 yards. And, well, it's a core and Crenshaw design. Harris English was the winner here in 2021. And, Elg, I mean, we've had some amazing champions here. Obviously, Justin Thomas before that, um, Xander Shoffley, Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth. I mean, the list goes on. But you have really the, of course, with it being the Tournament of Champions, the elite players from the previous year, all the guys that went out there and got the wins. A lot of good putters you mentioned there. Is that a tip-off that you're going to be telling me who's going to play well this week? Definitely. Yeah, this Crenshaw, <laughs> this Crenshaw course, you're going to have to shoot six or seven under 
uh, each day. This is a very low tournament. There's a trade wins are involved in this course, but it doesn't really make much difference with the score. We have seen some ferocious wins here. I think one year that Dustin Johnson, I still think he managed to get around about four or five under the last day. But it's up on the side of a mountain. You have to understand that the Tournament of Champions is a celebration of the guys that played well last year. All Only winners are invited to this event. No cut, of course. Played in Hawaii. Uh, <clears throat> you take your family over. A lot of these guys uh, may or may not have been working on the game too much. They may go over there a little bit early, work on their games in the nice warm weather. So who can get hot? Who can get hot quick? But you know, it's a pretty wide open golf course. Seems to favor guys that are good putters on Bermuda grass, mm-hmm. big sort of slopey greens. I mean, we've seen Stuart Appleby from Australia. We've seen Patrick Reed just light it up with the putter. Um, guys that are coming out of the north. Interestingly enough, Diane, when I'm looking at the list here, um, there's five Australians that play good. We have to consider them this week because yeah. it's summertime in Australia. Diane, same weather as Hawaii, and all these guys normally would be playing a lot of Australian events or work going home, working on the game in exactly the same weather, and it's not surprising that Aussies have won in Hawaii before. Yeah. Well, even in 2020 when Justin Thomas won, the wins were crazy that year, and it was reflected in the scores. I mean, you were saying there they're going to have to go low. The average range of scores is between uh, 22 and 25 under. That year that JT won in 2020, 14 under par because the weather was crazy. The the wind is always going to be a factor. Of course it is. All you have to do is look at these uh, these little island golf courses and it's always something you have to take into consideration. But you mentioned it, that the premium is going to be on putting. A lot of really good putters have won this tournament and length as well. I mean, this seems to be a bit of a bomber's course. Well, it seems like it is. You know, I think we've seen, remember a couple of years back, I think Dustin Johnson drove the 10, 11, the 12th hole, hit it like one inch from the cup, and a downwind shot. We've seen guys on the famous getting on in two from 640 yards or something. So, yeah, you know, it's a great week to start. I mean, it's very relaxing. It's just how do these guys, how do we sort of handicap this event? Who's been playing well? Who sort of, who's likely, remember last year, John Rahm, we we faded him a little bit because he had mm-hmm. brand new Callaway equipment. Well, that's not a factor for John Rahm. And interesting to me, interesting to me, Diane, Patrick Cantlay, who won the FedEx last year, and John Rahm, who actually could have been player of the year, or maybe was he, I've forgotten already, but... Those two are very, uh, very rightly so. They've sat themselves down, and we have not seen them since basically FedEx Cup. They're going to be the freshest um, out of all this bunch. Well, you know, this is obviously the the first event of the year and we had a good couple of weeks off. There were some smaller events to end the year, like the Hero World Challenge. We had the Shark Shootout and then the PNC Championship, the the amazing Tiger and Charlie event in Orlando. But even looking at, you know, obviously guys had a nice little break. Some of them have had more of a break than others. But recent form, when you look at their last finish 10 of the last 11 winners at the century tournament of champions have all had a top 10 in their last played event so it might have been you know four or five weeks before but it's kind of like they had a bit of momentum at the end of the year you relax you maybe keep that going a bit and then you start strong in january 
Yeah, I mean, I, I try to think back what I was trying to do when I would go back to this event. I was lucky enough to win this event twice when it was at La Costa, and I was trying to think to myself before today, what, what was I trying to do? Was I going out there for two weeks in Hawaii? Was I going out for one and flying all the way back? You know, I look at Jason Kokrak in the field, one of the Super Golf contributors, hottest player on tour, won his last two events, the Houston Open here when he was with me, and then yeah. he went down and won the Shark Shootout with Kevin Nah. What's he trying to do this week? Is he staying over there for two? I don't know. Uh, he's coming out of Cleveland where it's been snowing, so he, I know he's not real loose and not, you know, uh, the form. He's been not been practicing. And then I look at other players on the list, you know, like um, uh, Abair or Herbert from Australia and, <laughs> and Higo from South Africa, both guys that are coming out of hot climates right now. Could they get hot again and, you know, ride what they got done last year? Both of them... You know, when you start to think about how to handicap tour players, we had a lot of success last year. We had a guy that won the million dollars on DraftKings. We picked about, I don't know how many winners, probably six or seven winners for the week, which was outstanding for us. Yes. But you've got to understand that you can't just look at the stats when you look at the golf, Diane, and you know this, that anyone have to ride these little waves of energy that these guys have got and when are they going to run out of gas when's mm -hmm. the guy that's maybe not you're not looking at that has gas when is he going to step and, and come through yeah well the weather forecast is good it's going to be a lovely week no rain forecast and the winds are just expected to be moderate so nothing too crazy but I guess let's kind of get into this and we did our re-ranking based on stats and current form from the last time these guys played and the guy that came out at number one on our list this is, if I were to think about this tournament, this is the first name that always comes into my head and it's Justin Thomas. I mean, he's a, a previous winner here, what, twice before? And we last saw him play with his dad at the uh, PNC Championship. He also played a um, Tigers event at the end of the year in the Bahamas. So Justin Thomas, new caddy on the bag in Bones. What do you think? I mean, I'm putting him at the top of my list. Are you doing the same? Well, here's the thing about this event. You've, you're just getting ready to name a ton of good players that are in our A category this week. Morikawa, Burns, Cantlay, Dijambo, Hovland, Spieth, Rahm, Shoffley, Harris English. Here's what I do know, Diane. Someone up in that bunch is going to shoot 24 under. Yeah. And anyone below it, who can, who can pierce that group? You know, who can, who can come down from below and, and, you know, knock them out. You're you're rightly so thinking about Justin Thomas, how he plays this particular golf course really well. I mean, I've been watching him on Instagram. He's swinging well. He's very serious about his golf, and he's always practicing, which as well he should be, uh, of course. I know John Rahm is very serious about his golf. I've been hearing from my friends in Scottsdale that Rahm is practice, practicing frantically, getting ready for Augusta already. Don't have any uh, yardage on Shockley, English, Speed, Hovland, of course, is right there with us. He's been playing well. Bryson, what's what? what is he going to try to drive the 18th green, 650 hey, yards yeah. this week, Diane? Maybe that's maybe that's what he's going to do. I don't know. Um, but I think when I start to think about this week, I'm putting 25 under up on top, yeah. and I'm I'm looking down the board to see hey who can do that. I'm looking a bit further down. I see the Leishman. He putts so good, but he's got three kids. Does he take the kids out of Virginia Beach where it's been cold, go over to Hawaii and spread them out on the beach and have a have a have an easy week, or does he get hot on the golf course? He can do twenty five under. Yeah. So I, I have to consider 
that name? There's a lot of names, as we said at the start. This is the the creme de la creme. I mentioned Justin Thomas. He is 11 to 1, so plus 1,100. The tournament favourite is John Ram. He's at uh, plus 700. So, I mean, there's not that a lot of value there at all, but it kind of completely goes against what we were saying about guys that ended the year with good form because Ram didn't. I mean, we we didn't see him play for such a long time and Patrick Cantley is going to be in the same boat. I mean, they kind of just disappeared a little bit, which is uh, they obviously, you know, are in a position where they're able to do that and make the most of it. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, it's a great time to rest. I mean, I think Dustin Johnson is the only really top name that I'm not seeing on this board. And I think I was at Florida playing at the Floridian a couple, about a month or so ago. And the word down there was he's not playing until March. Um, he's going to take like four months off. Well, that's great because, you know, then we'll, we'll, we will have, we'll be able to factor in that rest when he comes back because it gets, you know, what what would make a great year for Dustin Johnson? Okay, well, there'd be a, a number of things on the top of that list, but majors is where he's looking pretty closely. I mean, he's won over 20 times. He's got two of the four. Um, he's won the Masters, won the U.S. Open. He's looking, you know, to add to that Grand Slam list. So mm-hmm. I look down this list, I'm thinking to myself, who, who who's going to be really beneficial here of winning uh, this this event? Mm-hmm. And, of course, the top end of it, what you've talked about, it's going to be exciting to see what Bryson DeChambeau can do coming off, you know. You know, he was really interesting. He he was able to – the reason that he's such a good – the reason he's such a long hitter was he was such a good player. I mean, he off to hit the ball a lot further. But there's a ton of guys that go off and try to hit it further. But Bryson was so good. He was already the U.S. Amateur Champion. He's already won all over the place, you know, through college, his whole career. And he's like the only guy that can do that. Now, is he going to keep pushing? I've said to you and everyone else that wants wants to listen or not, probably the, one of the shortest hitters on the tour, Colin Morikawa, is probably the high. He, he probably had arguably the best year of anyone. He's not going after distance. So, Where's going to be the split in your mind? I mean, we we talked we talked Rory on here. Of course, he's not on this board. We talked Rory where he chased distance and made a mistake doing that. We mm-hmm. talked to guys like Pat Perez, Jason Duffner. They were all chasing distance. Do you sit back and do the Morikara model, Diane, where you hit a lot of greens and putt really well? Can you can you get what you need done with that model? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with that model, as Morikawa proved last year. Victor Hovland as well, he's plus 1,200. And if we talk about form, you know, Morikawa probably had the best year of anyone, but the best form right now is Morika- is uh, Hovland coming off two wins in his last two starts, one in Mayakoba and then one in the Bahamas at the Hero World Challenge. He loves these kind of destinations, doesn't he? I mean, he's won twice at Mayakoba. We just mentioned the Bahamas there. So Victor Hovland and Hawaii, that uh, combination could go hand in hand. Well, there's a bit of a joke on tour for guys that aren't really fully exempt and they're sort of down the list and they have a sort of a limited tour status. They call that an island card, <laughs> PGA tour card, but they have an island card. And I said, what's an island card? Well, they those are the guys that only get in all the events that are on islands like uh, Mexico, Puerto Rico, <laughs> the Bahamas, Bermuda, and now Hawaii. Well, they'd like to be in this one, but 
can Hovland win? He's going for four or five islands this week. Yeah. He's won Mexico twice. He's won in Puerto Rico. Uh, he's won in the Bahamas. So those three islands, could he get, knock off a fourth island, Diane? I, think I know you're high on Hovland. I, I am. That. I'm high on Hovland. I'm high on Justin Thomas. Can I give you one other guy that I'm high on who actually comes no. into our B category this week? I already know who it is. No, I bet you don't, actually. I bet you don't. No, you're right, because I was looking down further to Gooch because you've been oh. you're so high on Gooch. And he's hot too because he just won at uh, Sea Island. Yeah, exactly. And he, I mean, his odds are good. He's plus 2,500 this week. And uh, Yeah, win. but you have to consider Gooch being a rookie at Kapalua. Yeah. It's going to be hard for him to push over the top of the guys, these 10 guys up on top. They're going to get to 20 under. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. Um, there actually hasn't been a, a, a guy making his debut and winning here in Kapalua since 2008 so it's tough because there's a lot of grain on the course which guys you know have more experience with than others for example you can stand on the first green at uh, Kapalua Diane beautiful opening hole you hit a tee shot down straight straight towards the ocean then you play across across a ravine to a long narrow green and Mm -hmm. if you're a rookie and you hit it 20 feet below the hole and you read the putt and you know that it looks like one cup to the left, you don't know that it breaks two feet to the left or two feet to the right because of the grain. So that's hard to learn. You can't do that. So these guys above that have that experience um, way in the driver's seat, probably a two-shot advantage, one one stroke per nine minimum. Yeah, okay. Um, And they're better. So it's tough to beat them. Okay. Right, well, I'm going to give you my pick, though. <laughs> my uh, plus 1400 pick is not one of the longest hitters in the field. However, he is definitely one of the best putters and finished fourth in his last outing, which was the RSM Classic. Cam Smith, the Aussie elk. So <laughs> he's got that, you know, used to weather like in Hawaii at this time of year, used to playing in those windy conditions and putts lights out so I'm watching Cam Smith he also won in Hawaii last year at the Sony Open so it's all the good vibes in Hawaii for Cam sounds like I lost my toss pre-production Cam (laughs) Smith because the guy had 18 putts for 18 holes at Memphis this year give me a break this guy is the best putter you've ever seen very relaxed his life has calmed down off the course, was with Cam this year. He's very comfortable with, with everything that's happening for him. So I like it because he's from Queensland, and Queensland is almost identical to Hawaii, and this is the time of year that he's normally competing, and you're right. He's won Hawaii last year. I think we had him in the top five last year. Uh, Cam Smith, putts so good. He can do it. Yeah. Um, someone else that's definitely worth looking at, and uh, you mentioned him at the uh, earlier in the show, he's at, well, we've got him here at plus 3,500, but um, I, I was kind of toying around with the odds, and he was higher than that just uh, at the start of the day. But Mark Leishman, because, well, he's played here four times before. Two of those have been in the top 10, a seventh place finish and a fourth place finish. What do you think about Leishman's chances of coming out of the gate hot in 2022? Well, if I, I he's already hot. He's, he's, he's already, I think you told me a month ago that he'd already won over a million five or something in the, in the fall already. 
Um, but uh, again, I, 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 you know, I wouldn't call Leash up and go, hey, mate, uh, do you have the kids over there? And are you going, uh, you know, zip lining and, and whale watching? Or are you there for the golf? I wouldn't do that. But Leishman is, uh, you know, a great putter. He plays good in this these kind of conditions. He's, he grew up in the windiest place in Australia, Warrnambool. It's known as the most windiest place on earth. Perfect setup for Leash. Um, you know, you can look down this lease and make an argument for all these winners, Diane, that they all could play good. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt Jones plays good this time of year, won the Australian Open this time of year. I'm looking for guys that are, you know, Garrett Higo, who burst on the scene. We were talking to, about him, left-hander out of South Africa, broke all the records in, in Asia. Sorry, he broke all the records in Europe, came over here, and in the very first week uh, down at Congaree in South Carolina, he wins the tournament. Now he's off to the races. We talked about another kid. Uh, Lucas Herbert from Australia, your another man. top player, won your tournament in Scotland. We picked him to win Bermuda because he had the most to gain from it. Yeah. Now Lucas a. Herbert's going to be on tour for the first time with all of his peers now as a winner. He's, he's Australian, knows how to play in the wind. I picked him I picked him to win in Bermuda, Diane. You knew that because it was windy. Yes. So how good a spot is that going to be for him? I know, too right. Um, you mentioned some other guys that are super hot ending 2021. Jason Kolkrak, they don't really come much hotter than that. You said that he got that win in Houston. And then he won with his partner. Who was his partner? Kevin Na at the yep. Shark Shootout. So coming off that fresh victory then, there's nobody feeling better about their game than Jason Kokrak, surely, because that was three wins in 13 months for him. And everything seems to be going great. We know how far he can hit it. We know how well he's been putting. And Kokrak is plus 2,500 to win this week. Yeah, Kokrak's jumped into a new category in everyone's mind. Uh I knew that I knew that was true when I went I went and followed him on Sunday at the Houston Open. He, he was here in Houston, my house that week. He um, started the last day on Sunday about two or three shots behind, and we were I was on the range with him, and he just had that look that he was going to make a run for it. And when I walked past a couple of the rules officials on about the eighth hole, they looked at me and said, "Hey, what are you doing?" I said, oh, "I'm out here following crack." They go, "Oh, this tournament's over." Crack's going to win this. It's going to be hands down. He's the best player out here by a mile that's in the lead. And Scotty Scheffler at that particular point in the tournament was a couple of strokes ahead. Yeah. And Crack was going the other direction. And Sam and I were there. And we were thinking, well, if he doesn't birdie here on 11 before we went to have some lunch, he might be out of this. This might be Scheffler's turn to walk through and win this tournament. But we went and had a sandwich. And when we did, Diane, he started making birdies. I think he made four birdies in a row on the back nine. And then the whole thing just collapsed on everyone else. And he finished up walking away and winning by three. But it's interesting when the other people on the course, the other infrastructure of the course, start to look at all the tour players. And they look at the board. They size it up, just like we do. And they're able to clearly point to the guy they think is going to win. And, and then it sort of happens. So there's, there's more than just looking at paper. There's a feel. There's what's happening, where's the momentum, who's mm-hmm. doing what. But Kokrak, he's coming out of Cleveland where it's been snowy. Don't know what he's doing. He might have his two boys over there. Don't know what he's doing uh, momentum-wise currently. Mm-hmm. But as you've already said, three wins, three big ones, Vegas, Colonial, and the Houston Open, and the Shark Shooter. So that's four, if we're counting them like that. 
yes, Kokrak is someone we all have to deal with now. All those guys have to deal with him. His swing is so – I told him after he won at shootout, he used to have a pretty loose action, Diane. Yeah, hit it a mile, but now his swing is almost flawless. Mm-hmm. He's been working with Drew Stackle, also the coach of Kevin Nahr. He has just got the most powerful, the most in-line swing of probably anyone out there. Yeah. We're big fans. Um, one other name. Let's talk about Harris English, who's defending champion. He is thirty to one this week. So I mean, finished fourteenth in the Shark Shootout, which it was him and um, Matt Kutcher were defending champions, and it just was not their year. But the thing about defending champions in this tournament, I, well, no one's actually defended, gone on to win since Jeff Ogilvie in 2010, but five of the last six winners who have... Another Aussie. Uh, yeah, who have come back as defending champions have finished in the top three the following year. So the the previous year's champ is always one to watch. And, well, Harris English's odds are high this week. They're higher than anyone else around him. And he, I mean, when he won last year, he said he knows the course inside out because he's watched this tournament every year as well as playing in it. He knows how to play. He knows the shots you need. And we've already talked about what a great putter he is. So there's value there this week, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at that, you look at that top 10 list and I already spoke about this, but I'm going to say it again, you know, with the lack of children involved up here in the top end, Justin Thomas, no kids, Morikawa, Burns, Cantlay, Bryson, Victor, Jordan Spieth has a two-month-old, two John Rahm has a six-month-old, Shoffley and Harris English. Those guys are focused. Not that having kids is bad. I think Jordan Spieth may have something to say this week with that being on her high from having a baby and don't know if he's staying for two weeks. Don't know. It's been cold in Dallas, but John Rahm, you, you asked me about Harris English. Of course, mm-hmm. I love Harris English. He hits it so straight. He's got a pretty much flawless swing. Putt's good. Uh, good. He's got a really good caddy. Keeps himself nice and calm. Just looking at the guys above him and around him, Diane, who can, who's, who, who can I put head and shoulders above someone else? Very difficult to put Harris English above anyone else. He's a bunch player this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, well, we're just happy that golf is back. We have two weeks in Hawaii with this week in Kapalua and then it's off to Wailai for the Sony Open. Um, Of course, we're going to have a huge varied field next week for the Sony Open, so it's going to be good to go through all the names. We're going to go back to our dark horse picks and stuff, but we we just know we're going to get elite golf this week and low scores. Well, there's, yeah, we are. Two players we haven't spoke about, which I'd be interested to hear from you about because you're a bit of a sort of a <laughs> social media <laughs> butterfly watcher. What is Brooks Kepka doing, yeah, Diane, right. and Patrick Reed? Where, and I suppose we've got to throw Phil Mickelson in there as well. What What are you hearing on the Kepka side of things? Well, um, I mean, Kepka, when we saw him play against Bryson in the match in Vegas, he played good. I mean, he beat Bryson, obviously, but I mean, he 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 did play well. We know that he's got new equipment. He signed fully to Shrixon. So he's going to be going full force with those clubs. And what he did say after he won in Vegas was, really, we ain't seen nothing yet. 
So in relation to all the wins, all the majors, everything we've seen from Kepka, then of course he battled injury and rehabilitation and, and getting back there. He's playing this week because he won in Phoenix last year. Is that right? Yep, that's yep. where it all turned around for him, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he said, you ain't seen nothing yet. I mean, watch this space. So he's obviously in a bit of a confident mindset. Carr did a, a top 10 finish in his last start, which was in the Bahamas at the Hero. So, I mean, he's a big hitter. Get that putter hot. I don't know. I, I'm The jury's out right now. I don't know what to make of Kepka this year until we see a little bit of action from him. Yeah, I agree. Kepka is a guy that plays his best golf in the majors and he has a reputation to sort of a not to give up, but he sort of doesn't do much in these others. Now, this one's a little could be interesting to him. He's he's engaged to be married, so that's that's kind of that may have settled that side of things. And you're probably saying, Well, I wonder why Elk always adds all everything into it. Because it all it's all in, into it. It's you know, life, I'm looking yeah. I'm looking just yeah, uh, Patrick Reed, Pat's really good over here, has been very quiet. He's been out of the limelight for a long time. Uh, left off the Ryder Cup team, hasn't played that good of golf, although here he is again, right here back in the tournament champ. Wouldn't be surprised to see him. He plays good in the wind. Looking down the list there, uh, Tony Finau is there with his win, first win that he had for a long time. Will he have, what does he have, four or five kids over there? Will they be having a sort of a, just a, sort of a relax or will Tony be uh, up for this week? Can be tough for him to putt better than the guys we've forementioned already. Mm -hmm. uh, we know the weakest part of Tony's game is his putting and he can't go over there and play against 10 guys that have been playing there for five years that know all the breaks and, and they putt better anyway. So that's tough. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be very interesting. I don't know if I actually made any picks this week yet, or have I outright? Did you actually? Yeah, you said Thomas, right? Yeah, I mean, I just can't really. I'm Thomas or Hovland for me. That's what I'm at. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Ram until I, I've just been hearing so much out of the Ram camp how focused he is on his golf and how you know strong he is and all this. I am going with Ram. Okay. I'm excited to see Ram. Um, I'm also excited to see Cantley because he just seemed to disappear. So he was uh, the hottest player on tour. And then it was like, okay, now I'm going to rest and get ready. So I'm really interested to see Cantley and Bryson. I mean, gosh, especially the 18th being that par five, uh, a troublesome par five to see what DeChambeau is going to pull out of the bag. Yeah, no matter what uh, everyone says about Bryson, he is a, he's 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 so good for our tour. He brings so much attention to what he's what he's doing. Although I do see a big contrast. Spoke about earlier about his style of golf versus Colin Morikawa. I like that because it proves that these guys don't have to chase Bryson down down the track on distance. Mm -hmm. Accuracy is still a big part of everything. Yeah. Okay, right. Well, as we've said a few times, we're just happy that golf is back and we can get to it. Um, also, Elk, I want to say thank you and congratulations for not telling me what happens in the season finale of Yellowstone because I'm always so late watching it. And it's, um, well, partly because I go to bed early on a Sunday night. I know it's on at like 8 Eastern, but also... Football dominates in our house on a Sunday night. So the husband and I like to sit down later in the week and catch up on Yellowstone. And 
I uh, yeah, I can't wait. It's the end of the season. Well, let me say this to you. Okay. I think there's going to be another season, and I'm not going to spoil anything. But you know, after watching four episodes or four seasons of Yellowstone, uh, John Dutton obviously is star, but Beth Dutton is the star too. Without her in that show, and she lays out a couple of options, Diane, uh, at the end of that show that. Well, they're okay. just not very good options for whoever's going to get them. Okay. So you'll look forward to hearing the most tonight. I'm like, say no more. Please don't say any more. Okay. I won't. Okay, good. Right, Elk, thanks very much. And we will be back to talk about the Sony Open next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.